Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Well, all right. Welcome back, everybody. I am excited to be here. We are halfway through the month of December. 2021 is coming to a close and I thought it would be just absolutely crucial to talk about what we've learned from 2021 about investing and how that's going to help us in 2022 and beyond. So I'm very, very excited. I just, you know, I was just reading some statistics right now. There are two thirds of Americans that are considering a financial related New Year's resolution for 2022. So if you're one of the millions of people getting serious about your finances right now, you're really going to appreciate this episode. So if you can, write some notes down. If you have to listen to this again and and do it another time, I think I'm going to drop some nuggets that are really going to help you into 2022 and beyond. And I would have to start by saying that if there is anything that we have learned From 2021, when it comes to investing in stocks or bonds or crypto or life insurance or NFTs or real estate or any of the things that I've talked about on this podcast, it's that, again, the markets can prove to be unpredictable. They can defy logic. They can offer surprises around every corner. And sometimes, you know, we can correctly anticipate what's going to happen. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can look at your past investing and from that you can make decisions. Other times, you know, we're reminded that no matter what we thought we knew, the markets are changing and they're constantly surprising us. For these reasons, I think it's important to remember that we can always become better investors. Whether we're learning lessons the hard way, we're reminded about lessons that we've previously learned and maybe forgot. Um, or we're learning from experience or experience from others. I think that's probably the true wisdom when you're learning from the experience of other people. And that's what I'm going to help you with today. That's my goal of today's podcast is to help you with the things that I've done, I've experienced, and maybe those can help you in the future as you start to formulate your plan. Which leads me to probably the first and foremost thing that I talk about. And if you've been listening to my podcast for some time, you know this is very, very important to me. And it's something that I stress with all of the people that I coach is that you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategic plan. These past few months especially should be a reminder to have a strategic plan. It is paramount to your family's financial success. So during the periods of volatility, we often hear that, you know, it's important to stay in the game or stay the course. But what does that actually mean? What does it mean to stay the course? And how can you even do that if you don't have a strategic plan? I feel that um, there seems to be a misconception that if your plan is that you're just going to save a little money out of each paycheck and put it into a savings account or maybe just have money deducted from your paycheck and put it into a retirement account from the employer that you're working for, Um, that honestly is not a strategic plan. It's just not what I'm talking about. There's something that has to be done 
outside of those ways of saving money that are actually going to build your wealth. It's going to take time, but it's going to work as long as you are consistent. So remember, financial planning is having a plan so that you have more than just you know putting money away into a savings account. You need to address such things as your long-term retirement plan, potentially your estate plan, your education planning for you and for your children in the future. You're going to have to take into consideration some risk management because there's going to be some investments that are probably more speculative than others and how you're going to asset uh, allocate all those different uh, investments that you have. And I think this is part of residual cash flow planning that I am so in tune with because the goal is to create a passive income stream for yourself from your investments and from the work that you do and from your side hustles. And that's what's going to put you in a position that you can truly have a, a just a really enjoyable life and you can do the things that you are meant to do. So let's jump in. The most crucial aspect of a strategic plan, I've said it already, say it again, is consistency. Consistency will lead you to the benefits of so many different things, including and this is something that I don't talk about often enough, dollar cost averaging. 2021 proved over and over again that dollar cost averaging is one of the best investment strategies of all time. Lots of people were talking about a pullback, but the S&P 500 had more than 50 all-time highs in 2021. The reality is you can't time the markets. You have to get in the game and you have to stay in the game. Focusing on buying long-term and stable quality investments that you are committed to for at least 10 years. And there are opportunities in more than just one market. One investing lesson that I learned based on the way the markets behaved in 2021 is that there are opportunities in every market. People are making money virtually in every single market that you can think of out there. And I'm going to talk about them today. Two of my recent guests on this podcast are real estate investors. And one of the markets within the real estate market is mobile homes. I have to be honest with you, I knew nothing about this market before these guys came on the show. And we all know now that the real estate market in 2021 became a seller's market, even in the mobile home industry. Regardless, Investors ended up with numerous opportunities that they had found because they were looking. And you've heard me say this before, what you focus on is what you find and what you find can expand. And so these people are finding opportunities in all of these different markets that I'm talking about. You can make money in any market, whether it's up or whether it's down, whether you're buying or selling. Um, you just have to have a long-term plan and not be swayed by the idea of perhaps a quick buck or you know other people are selling or other people are buying there's scares in the market all the time you just have to know that you're in it for the long haul and once you've made the leap into let's say real estate investing it's important i think to think about um and one of my guests talked about this not becoming a handyman I mean, you know, this is this is something that, honestly, one of the reasons that I s slowed myself down from getting involved in the real estate market is I didn't want to be a handyman. So what he suggested is seeking out a quality management company and just keep on top of it. 
Um, also, it's important when you have to do a job on a piece of real estate that you own that's an investment property, you need to get multiple bids. Um, many investors can literally retire on the passive income from real estate. So obviously, this is something that you want to have in your portfolio. And there are ways to do it without actually owning the property with fractional shares of real estate, which is probably another podcast we can talk about that. Uh, maybe I'll bring on a guest that can help us with uh, how fractional real estate works and why people are excited about that because you're not involved in the property directly. You're just a, a, an investor in the property. So with that being said, I recently read a story about one investor that owned a 30-unit building. Um, and it was in the spring of this year, and it was time that he had the building uh, painted. So he was getting uh, getting his um quotes together and he was recommended to one particular painting company and the bid that he got from that recommended painter for the building was ninety thousand dollars and of course that just threw him for a loop he's like i i had no idea it was going to cost that much and at that price he said that he thought between him and his wife and maybe a couple of friends that he could have it painted himself over about a two-month period of time so it would take a lot longer than a company but he basically would be paying himself $40,000 a month to do it because the materials were only around ten grand. So he's contemplating that as an option. And then he decided, you know, maybe I'll just get some other bids and see, you know, if this is the best price I can get. And there are other people out there. So long story short, he had two other bids come in from reputable painters that were just over thirty grand. Like, are you kidding me? If he had taken that first bid, he would have made a $60,000 mistake. And I'm sure he was thrilled that he asked for additional bids and probably invested the money that he saved by not taking that first bid. The lesson learned here is that you always get three bids for any major projects you're doing on real estate investing. And obviously, I do the same thing even with the homes that I own. When I'm having work done on the homes, I try to get at least three bids. And there are apps now that you can use um, that you know manage your, your real estate property, and it can save you a small fortune. So I don't want you to shy away from the possibility of real estate investing just because you're afraid that maybe you're not a handy person or you're not going to be available because of your other obligations. Uh, it can still be done. All right, let's talk about um, adapting your portfolio for inflation because this is also very important. Financial markets in 2021, um, they've been strong. Uh, like I said, making new highs so many times this year, uh, you know, it, it also makes them more vulnerable to higher inflation. Um, and the investing lesson of 2021 is that you can't fight the rising prices of the grocery store or the gas pump, but you can and should adapt your investment portfolio by trimming some more of your speculative investments and adding to your investments more of the tax favored investments and get that kind of treatment and those guarantees and inflation protection that's built in to things like guaranteed life insurance and savings bonds and municipal bonds as a safety net for higher inflation so you can protect yourself in that way this is an area that you know i feel very very strongly about the next area I think that is important to uh, to reflect on from 2021 is the U.S. stock market that um, just really had a lot of momentum coming out of 2020 and continued right into 2021. And I think what we learned from this 
this year is that overvalued markets can become even more overvalued. You know, I think if investors had taken their money off the table at the end of 2020, uh, they might have missed out on nice returns, maybe, you know, 30, 40 percent returns. You, you know, this is the kind of things we're seeing in the S&P 500 index and the NASDAQ. And this shows the relevance of staying invested and staying the course for the long term. However, I, I you know, the caveat here is I never dismiss the idea of taking a few chips off the table once you've hit a certain goal. You don't have to stay and hold forever. If you had a goal with something, you can do that. I'll give you an example of what I did in Bitcoin in 2021. I decided um, late 2020 I was going to get involved in the market. At the time, I think Bitcoin was probably, um, best guess, somewhere around $25,000, $26,000 per coin, which was, you know, it was just amazingly high. But I knew that it was going to continue to go up from everything that I had read. So I started buying Bitcoin and I kept buying Bitcoin and I kept buying Bitcoin. And sure enough, it went up and it went down and it went up and it went down. And I hate that part of the investing process if you're looking at it every day. But my goal is that I wanted to buy over a period of weeks or months one Bitcoin. And as it, and it was it was a moving target. But when I finally got to that point, which was probably three, four, five, six months into the process, I stopped. And I said, I'm going to just hang out right here and I'm going to see what happens. And it went up and it went down and went up and it went down. And then it went up again to the point where not only could I get my money back, but I had a really nice profit. And so what I did is I took some chips off the table. I decided to take out the investment that I had put in there and I left the money in there that I had earned. And now that money is staying there. It's in there for the long haul. So there are ways that you can, you know, protect yourself in some of these riskier, higher um, return type investments by doing this kind of um, just just building your portfolio around the whole idea that you're going to be in it for the long haul. So, um, you know, building up a pile of cash is obviously something that I believe in. I think it's a good idea. 2021 certainly taught us that it's always good to have cash on hand to take advantage of market dips and pullbacks. And another experience I can give you is an investment account that I started in the U.S. stock market using a mobile app. And again, I did the same thing I was doing with the Bitcoin. I was just buying every week. I was just buying a consistent amount every week in a nice diversified portfolio of um, high quality stocks with companies that had been around for a long time. And, you know, I want you to know that there are factors that are outside of our control. One of them is called macro factors, which is typically described as an influential fiscal, natural or geopolitical event that broadly affects the national economy. Nothing you can do about it, right? This can rapidly change investments and impact your portfolio. And I think we had probably all three factors in combination in 2021 of what I just described. So this is obviously going to impact the financial markets. Stocks are going to go up and down, for example. Um, they had higher anticipated growth potential. And some of them had you know, 50, 60, 70% drops within that same time period, which follows you know, the, the whole strategy of 
continue to buy, whether it's going up or it's going down. You just continue to invest in yourself in a level that you're comfortable with and know that you're going to keep that money there for a period of time again until you hit any particular goal that you're looking for or you hit your risk tolerance. You feel like you know that's as, as, as far as you want to go with it. And I think that you have to trust your gut instincts on that if you really feel as though this is it, this is where I want it to be and I'm here now, so I don't want to feel like I'm getting greedy and want to stay in here and maybe lose a lot of the gains that I had. So you you have to really get a feel for this. Investing is, uh, you know, like anything else, you do it long enough and you get good at it and you get a feel for it. Now, if you're finding yourself right now that you might be a little bit short on cash and you want to start 2022 off and have the opportunity for significant gains, perhaps there are other ways to build an investment fund for investing. Um, I tell people, you know, look into side hustles, whether you're selling on Etsy or eBay or you're building a coaching or consulting business or you're building a network marketing business or something that you're doing that's some sort of freelance work outside of your job or career or your, your small business. I think even taking a part time job, um, you know, to have more cash coming in so you have some cash on hand that is really earmarked for investments. I think you're going to be happy with what you do and, and the potential gains that you'll have in 2022. So you're looking at this a year from now when we're in December of 2022 and you're saying, wow, started out with this and now I have that. And I think that it's just going to make you feel like you're really on track to um, build your retirement portfolio, build your early retirement plan to build towards your freedom fund that we talked about in the last podcast. Um and, you know, the other thing that I do, and I think that you can certainly take a page out of my book here, is I put everything on autopilot. I, I am not, you know, sitting there writing checks or transferring funds. I, I When I set it up, I set it up so it's done automatically out of my bank account, and I don't have to think about it. So no matter what's going in the world or what anyone thinks, you know, no one can predict the market, and I just want to continue to invest. People can guess and speculate all they want, but at the end of the day, everyone is guessing. And with that in mind, a good investing strategy is to simply pick a solid fund, maybe an index fund, and keep putting the investment in on autopilot. You might miss out on some of the bigger gains, but you're also going to mitigate your losses and you'll have smaller losses because you're investing for the long term and you're using something that's more predictable. I have taken this to the next level with the index universal life insurance programs that I use because they have, you know, built in. Uh, you know, guarantees and it allows you to reallocate every year and it, it gives you various indexes that you can put money into. Um, and they're really, really powerful the way that they've set them up. So to me, this is the best of all scenarios. I think just as, uh, this, this is maintaining a disciplined investment strategy. It's always been in your best interest to, to keep an eye on uh, your investments and whatever recent events are taking place. There's always going to be winners, you know, even in the down economy. You hear this all the time. We saw stocks like Zoom and Roku and uh, stocks like that during the pandemic that just soared. The problem is that most of us can't predict these wins until the opportunity has, you know, literally 
already passed. So for um, most investors, we recommend investing strategies that have stood the test of time rather than trying to predict winners and losers you know, in the marketplace. It really boils down to one thing. Guess what? Being consistent. Every day, there is money to be made in the financial world. While there are many different perspectives on active trading versus long-term investing, I have learned to enjoy long-term investing, especially with the lessons we've learned from 2021. Unfortunately, too many investors try to trade stocks or crypto or NFTs without really any investing knowledge. Um, this is not a game. It's not gambling. It's, it's something that is very predictable if you do it consistently. So you cannot blame the markets for mistakes that are made uh, if, you're, if you're taking chances and you're not really doing your homework. What investing lessons have you learned this year? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear it in the comments section on our podcast or on our social media. Um, our social media is starting to come around. I mean, I just I opened up the Instagram page, the LinkedIn page, and the Facebook group. Um, you know, when I started the podcast just a few months back, and you know, it started out with me and no one else, and I was I was just posting and no one was there. But uh, you know, there's there's, there's uh, some activity going on over there now, and I'd love to uh, I'd love to hear back from you and hear what you're thinking and hear what you think of the podcast and invite other people to come listen to it. And uh, I'd love to have feedback. I mean, that's that's the thing I love the most. Talk, Tell me about the topics that you want to hear about and I'll podcast on them if there's enough people that are interested in those things. Um, so as we close today, I think as you periodically revisit your investments, whether it's stocks, bonds, crypto, index life, real estate, whatever it might be, Keep these insights in mind to help you formulate your own conclusions on the best moves for you to make to achieve your investment goals. And as always, if you're interested in a helping hand, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Perhaps I can guide you on how I built my diversified portfolio and my personalized plan to achieve my own investment goals and how you can do that too. Until next time, this has been Murray Miller, and I look forward to speaking to you on the other side. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.